AD. Yo. That draft and came and went. It's time yes. to talk about it. Yeah, but. Yes. No more maybes. I like it. I like it. Yes, sir. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast presented by Bet Online AG. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Of course, uh, we're talking about the draft. That is what's on everybody's mind right now. No more speculating. No more what are they going to do here? What are they going mm-hmm. to do with this pick, that pick? Are they going to take a receiver? It's all said and done. We'll break it all down here. Um, Joe Staley, a great Niner, um, and we're going to talk about how he even went out how he further cemented his legacy without even touching the field once again after that Super Bowl down in Miami. We'll discuss that, and then we'll we'll debut. We got a new game, Ed. Real thing or no? We're going to debut that here on this podcast. Okay. I'm uh, glad you told me about it. Yeah, I, I, this is how it works. You know, these these are our production meetings. This is how I we get down. Sa- yeah, I found out the same time everybody else did, huh? <laughs> So we're we're going to get into that as well. Um, but first, let's talk about the draft. Um, okay. So Niners, uh, we go, going into last Thursday, all the talk, right? Niners, all right, you got 13 and you got 31. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. John Lynch trades down from 13 to 14, um, acquires a little bit more draft capital, and then uh-huh. um, moves up from 31 to 25. Um, I First, let, let's let's – Give me, give me your synopsis. Well, let's take it one by one. They go from thirteen to fourteen with Tampa Bay. Uh-huh. Um, what, what was your thought about that move and how that played out? Well, first of all, I was remember we had this talk on the last on the last spot. Are they going to take a wide receiver at thirteen? And I think I said no. And I think you said yes. Yeah, I thought. And, I thought. Yeah, I I thought uh-huh, if Ru- I if thought, Ruggs was there, but he was gone. And I, uh-huh, and I thought. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. You said you thought if Ruggs was there. And I, and I said, um, you know what, I thought they were going to – let's see if they stick to the philosophy and their philosophy is big guys, and I thought they'd go big guys. So when they move down – so you move down and you obtain more draft capital, but you only move one spot, and then you get Kinlaw, who is a guy that we had already targeted would be perfect to come in to replace Depot. And, well – let me stop saying it because I don't like when people compare. It's not a replacement of default. It's a replacement of the production. He's not default. I don't expect him to be default. I do expect him to be productive. So I was cool with that. And I like the fact, like I say, you added something to those middle grounds that we saw in the middle rounds that we saw that they added later. So I thought it was a shrewd move. I thought that the guy was still GMing. You get your guy. It goes along with the philosophy that you've set. And you and I have been talking about that all offseason. We've been trying to tell people, don't riot. Because even though you were talking about rugs, you were still saying, big guy. John Lynch like big guys. And you, big wouldn't guys. Be sh- you wouldn't be shocked if he liked big guys because he has shown that that's his philosophy. And the team has gotten good on the backs of those big guys. So it makes sense. Makes sense to go for him to go do it. So, so when it happened, I was like, "Oh, okay, okay." And it, it made me feel good because you know, I preach it. Teams don't get better because of one more player. The 49ers didn't lose the Super Bowl because they lost a because they didn't have a certain player at a certain position. It was about making plays. Teams get better when they have a a philosophy, a set philosophy. 
and they believe in it and it is proven to win and they have one that is proven to win and they stuck to it so i was cool with it yeah i was ecstatic um i i i, I was thrilled it, it was all to me it was almost like watching a game and like a big touchdown just happened um i was that excited it, I, I was so pumped up uh, in here in the house watching this thing play out on the couch. I'm like, okay, you move down just one spot. You you get a little bit more draft capital. They mm-hmm. they with with the with the the trade they ended up getting into the fourth round, which they didn't yep. have at the time. And then your guy is still there, right? You knew they weren't. You knew obviously Tampa wasn't going to take Kinlaw, so your your guy is still there. Man, I was I was thrilled. I was like, okay, John Lynch is GMing his ass off to steal uh, a, a phrase from from you, my, my, my man. I I, yeah. I I thought he played that masterfully, and you still get your guy, and and it's all about those big dudes. It's all about those those big boys up front. Um, so you go from that to them still having a pick at 31 and, uh-huh. and and there was a lot of speculation okay what are they going to do are they going to trade out of this pick at 31 are they mostly most people thought that they would trade down they ended up trading up to 25 with the Vikings um and taking a, a wide receiver Brandon Ayuk um out, out of Arizona State what was your thought on, on that move? Did, did you feel like that was a shrewd move as well? What, what, what were your thoughts? Because we, we were well, exchanging texts once this happened. Uh-huh. Yeah, we were. We were. And like I said at that time, it's all about it's all about whether or not you have identified a guy to be the guy. And what, what did I say? If that's your guy, get him. There was, this goes back to the conversation we had about Kittle last spot. You you got lucky. You didn't you didn't identify Kittle as the guy who was going to be my starting all pro tight end. You got lucky because if you were if you had identified Kittle as that guy, you would have done what you just did with BA. You would have said, "I'm going to get him." So whenever it's your guy. Get your guy. Do what you have to do to get your guy. And they put themselves in position to be able to move up by John GM and his ass off. Moving simply one place allowed him to have more equity to give so that he could move up and get Shanahan, his guy, the guy who he said he believes was best suited for his offense. Didn't say he was the best receiver in the bunch didn't say he thought he was going to be this hall of famer what i heard him say was this is a guy that i believe looking at all of these guys can fit at every wide receiver spot that i have within my offense excuse me and that right there told me what i wanted to know that we had discussed the whole time i don't know how he feels about the room and the rest of the guys that told me he didn't have that guy in the room see that's not debo that's not heard. That's not born. That wasn't Emmanuel Sanders or Emmanuel Sanders wouldn't be gone. He didn't have that guy. And he and obviously he feels like he needs that guy. So you get that guy. And I'm and again, I'm OK with it. That's what you have to do if you identify people that can do things. And, and, you, and you know, I said that about the room. It's like what what is missing? And that was my thing about the wide receiver drafting a wide receiver. I I told you, I wouldn't do it in the first round. I said, but if there's something missing in the room that you see from one of these other guys that you don't have already that you think you have to have to win a championship, 
I'm okay with it. So again, I, I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah. So it's it's interesting, right? Because you, you going into the draft, I think perfect, like best case scenario, perfect scenario for me would have been thirteen and thirty one. Before we knew anything about the trades or anything, like before the night mm-hmm. was over, best case scenario for me was you draft a big guy and you get and a, a stout wide receiver, right? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So they 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 traded down, even got some more draft capital or draft capital draft capital. Okay, let's go. Yeah, capital. That's what it is, capital. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Capital. And, 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 yeah, there's and, a P in there. Yeah, there's a P in there. <laughs> and, and so, and, and so, and you get Law, right? And then, but then. You trade down to get um, Ayuk. So when it first happened, I trade you. I'm rioting. Or I texted you rather. I'm rioting, right? Yes, you. Yes, I did. Yes, that, that was the, did. the the first. The first, and then I'm getting. I'm, I'm text. I texted you, and then I'm getting texts from you know a bunch of different friends of mine who are all you know Niners fans, and 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 like what is going on? What's happening here? Yada yada yada. And I, and I'm. Like I'm speechless at this particular point in juncture, um, because I was not expecting that. Um, uh, there's 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 so many things, right? But I think you hit it on the on the head when you said, um, you identify your guy. If you if you if you have a guy, that there, there may not be a price too high for that particular guy, and and not only that, it's fit, right? Like not necessarily mm-hmm. the best receiver, but the best fit for what it is that you're trying to do with your off, with your everything. offense. Yeah, yes, and, and that's everything. Everything. That's everything. Because if you're if you're going out there with with the way this offense is run, and people may think I'm crazy for saying that, but with the way this offense is run and what they do, and what Shanahan wants his wide receivers to do, Randy Moss wouldn't be a good fit for this offense. Yeah, and, as crazy and, as that sounds, and and that's a that's a very valid point that that you bring. And and if people been listening to the pod, um, they know there, there's a few wide receivers that I identify right. Like I, I mm-hmm. it, it was for me, it was always Rugs. I was a big Jefferson guy, um, out of LSU, and I was big on T Higgins. I like Jefferson, yeah, and um and Michael Pittman Jr. as well. Like he was a guy that I thought maybe you know if you trade down, you might be able to get him um on day two. Um, but can I tell you something? But let me jump in just a little bit right here. See, and this is what is the one thing that I always say about this: that there are so many names and people we don't 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 know and things that we don't know. And one of the things that we never know about these guys: see, we can watch the film. We can sit. We can literally watch every film of every guy that's coming out. But if we don't take the time to talk to the guy, yeah, to talk to his coaches. To understand their their level of football understanding, we don't know if they fit. Because I said this before, if you're going out in the first round to get a wide receiver, if, you, if you're bringing someone in in the first round, you are planning on them being a part of your next season. Not developing for three, four years down the road. You are planning on them being a part of your next season an important part of your next season. And the Niners next season, they are trying to win a championship. Absolutely. So you're trying to find a receiver that can that has an, an understanding of what it is you're trying to do if you're getting one. And he's talking about for every position, this is do you understand football to the level to where I can get you to come in and I feel comfortable that you can absorb this playbook. 
and you can absorb what it means to play at this level and the things you're going to have to go against. We don't know that if we don't talk to the guys. So that's why I always say we have to wait and see because it goes beyond raw talent because the, the, the most talented player in the world is no good if he doesn't understand the playbook. Yeah, and, and, and also the going back to the whole trusting the front office, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about all these things, and, and it's got me all riled up, right? I'm, I'm thinking about all the receivers that – you know that I liked better <laughs> than, than 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 I than than who than who they ended up drafting, um, but then I started to I, 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 I started to think about it a little bit more. I'm like, okay, so it seemed like they gave up a lot, but really they didn't give up all that much. They trade they traded the 31st pick, which they already had, right, to move down I, to 25. They traded a uh-huh. fifth round pick, right, and then the fourth round pick that they traded they didn't even have coming into the into the night. I was just about to say um, what they, they didn't they didn't give up anything to get yeah, him because they didn't even have it. Yeah. They didn't have a fourth round pick and they ended up moving up to get him and they didn't give up anything. Yeah, and so so I start <laughs> so I started to think about it that way. I'm like, okay, well really they didn't give up that much. They didn't even have the pick to begin with. So you know They didn't you, give up a thing. Yes. Yeah. So you use you use that, you flip that, okay, I, I see you, John Lynch. And then Yeah, um, John Lynch moved from thirty one to twenty five. And with with a ghost pick that he didn't even have starting the day. Yeah, I mean he had to get the, he to had get the, the guy that he, that he wanted. He like, had the that, pick for all of all of all of maybe four uh, an hour, all of forty five minutes to an hour. That's maybe, what I'm saying. That, that's a win. That. That's that's a win. And, yeah. and and we talked about it in previous pods before. Like there's a receiver out there that they've identified. We don't know who it is, but there's a guy out there, and clearly. This is their guy. So if this is their guy and Shanahan likes the fit and and, and he sees uh, that it's a good fit, Shanahan said he wanted to take him at thirty at, or at thirteen rather. Um, mm-hmm. But they ended up, you know, trading back and, and, and drafting Kinlaw. And that's what I'm saying. That's when that's when it's your guy. So Shanahan is saying I was ready to grab him at thirteen. See that that's when I mean it's your guy. If it's your guy, and, and that's my point. That's my point with Emmanuel when we were talking about the contract. And all these things. If it's your guy, you work it out. You, you there is there is no too, too big of an ask. There all all these things. You figure it out. If it's your guy, you find a way to get the deal done. You draft this person and you move back. Now you can't pass on Kinlaw right there. And that's and, that, and I'm glad that John didn't let him do what he felt like doing because Kinlaw would have been gone. Yeah, he would have been but, gone. He wouldn't have been yeah, there at thir- yeah. at 31 so, so, or 25. And that's John GMing his ass off again because he did it the correct way. But yes, yes, it's someone that he identified that we didn't know about, which is why we try to tell everybody, stay calm, stay stop calm. listening, stop listening to all the Mel Kuypers and Stephen A's and all this stuff, because guys, that, that's what they don't do. They actually never interview the players. They don't talk to the coaches. They all try to act like they all try to act like they talk to these GMs um, because they've interviewed them. They don't talk to these gyms. John Lynch is not talking to Mel Kuyper about what he's going to do. <laughs> yeah. He's not. Yeah, he's, he's not. not. He's, he's not going to do that. He's not going to tell them. He's not. He, he's, he's just simply not going to do it because he knows that they are going to go and tell someone. And then guess what? You don't get Ken Law. You don't get B.A. That's what happens. So you can't do it that way. Yeah. So they end up, they end up getting B.A. with the with the 25th pick. Uh, in the draft. Uh, this is the Believe in 49ers podcast presented by betonline.ag. Of course, 
This is quarantine week six. 798. Maybe. Yeah, something like that. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're still here. We Everybody got all excited about the draft. Um, and, you know, it, it was great for all of us to be able to watch and, and have something to be able to engage in since we don't have any uh, sporting events. But, you know, while you're waiting this thing out at home with us, you can still have some fun betting at betonline.ag. No NBA, no NHL, no MLB. They're saying maybe they'll come back in July. Who knows? We'll see. But in the meantime, you might think there's nothing to bet on, but BetOnline still has hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. But sports aren't totally done. There's still esports, American Idol, Mm -hmm. Big Brother, the elections, the spelling bee, and also the $750,000 poker series. They're still fun to be had, so go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Talking about esports, uh, there was a Celebrity Madden tournament. Snoop Dogg made it all the way to the finals but I think he lost to, I think it was Hollywood Brown he lost to. Hollywood Brown from uh from, from the Ravens. Um, okay. It's so funny. I was looking at Twitter and a lot of people were saying, with the second round pick, the Niners take D four. And I just kept hearing you say that over uh, over again. You've been you've been you've been telling us that for a long a long time. Um uh, at the sixty three S that's right. And then the twenty twenty draft pick number sixty three is D four. Come on, guys. There's who, who who on the board at that time? Think just think about it that way. What player on the board at number sixty three was better? Do you believe will be better this coming season than D Ford will be for the Niners? Yeah, right I now. I, right now, I I'd say I, nobody. Thank you. I don't care about three years from now. D Ford may not be here three four years from now. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. All I know is he's here right now. He may not be here the following season. He's here right now. And there is no one, and that's the thing. That's how you have to look at it. That's that's when people people freak out about these draft picks and draft equity, and you can't do that. It was like, dude, a draft pick is a maybe. D Ford, I know who he is. I know that he. I know how he is going to cause. He's a problem, and I can pick. A, I can get that problem for for a number two. I can give Pro Bowl level play. Right. Come on. That's that's just that's that's what people just got to you. You, you got to get out of your fields and stop listening to these people just sit here and analyze this stuff and talk about it who don't really get it and just trust your front office. Trust them. Yeah. Um. And and so we talked about the trades. We thought Goodwin or Brita or both could be gone. Turns out they, they both were traded uh, during this draft. Um, and a pick that they got for Matt Breida, they ended up drafting offensive lineman uh, Colton McKivitz out of West Virginia. And mm-hmm. McKivitz is a guy they took in the fifth round. They think he can play multiple positions. Multiple positions, a- yep. Along yep. That, that offensive line. So that that is a big coup. Um, yep. And then later on, they took Charlie Warner, uh, tight end out of Georgia, uh, mm-hmm. who, who's, who fits that blocking uh, tight end mode. Yep. Um, you know, they say they may be able to use him a little bit in the passing game, but really he he's he's a blocking tight end. Um uh-huh. and, and which you need in this offense. Yeah, and so that that was the sixth round pick, and then they took a receiver with the seventh round pick, uh Jawan Jennings, six three wide receiver 
uh, out of Tennessee. Um, and um, who has a who has a special teams defensive mentality, which will give him an opportunity to um, make the roster. Yeah. Definitely, he's, he did, he's he a did tough a, guy. He did a lot of things. He uh, yeah. he's kind he's of in that Debo mode, right? He he plays in, he played in the slot. Uh, he was a Wildcat quarterback at times. Played some running mm-hmm. back. Um, he he was a quarterback in high school, so he can throw it a little bit. Uh, so he he's a guy that um that maybe can can do some things if he's able to stick around and make this team. But he he can be be a viable weapon, uh, for Kyle Shanahan. Uh, in this offense, overall, um, you gotta like what they did. There, I was a little surprised that they didn't take a corner, um, but when you look at it, at, at the times they were up, uh, I think the they made the right play. I think Warner was actually an excellent, excellent draft pick. And when they got down to that seventh round, uh, Jennings still on the board. It, it, there weren't really any viable corners there, uh, in, in my opinion. Well, you know, you know, we talked about this radio. We talked about the fact that um, they'll tell you how they feel about the rooms. Yeah. And, and that's just it. And we thought about it with Jimmy coming back. And, you know, my whole thing is like, like Sherm didn't forget how to play. I would like for Sherm to move to safety. But I was like, if he doesn't, I'm OK. Sherm didn't forget how to play. Sherm had Sherm's long speed is not the same. Sherm in the playoffs, you saw a couple in the in the um Green Bay game, you saw it in the Super Bowl. We saw it. We saw guys, a couple guys run past him. That is going to happen. I also saw Sherm have a Pro Bowl season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, Sherm, made, it made a, a lot more money than he was supposed to make. Sherm, Sherm is not – there's nothing wrong with Sherm. This is the other thing that I do. Uh, I know as well. And you've heard me say it, and I know it. I was like, he's got to get out of his fields. But I was like, Witherspoon has everything. That he needs he, he physically. Do, he does. That like, he has everything he needs physically to be a top-end corner. So now he's got to get his head right. He was drafted with the expectations of being a top-end starting corner. That's why they drafted him in the third round. That That's it. And then on top of that, the, the flip side of that is that E-Man has shown that he has more ability than people gave him credit for and that he could be a viable starting corner as well as these guys grow and people have to remember they are babies so i'm okay with them not going wait until they got to the free agent market they didn't get corners and the other thing we talked about dude where are these guys going to make the team there, there aren't a lot of spots left yeah it's a good team Good yeah, team. yeah I, so, we talked about it beforehand. Like I, I was more concerned with the wide receiver room than I was with that secondary room. Um, and, and so, and that's yeah. kind of how it played out in the draft, right? You go wide receiver early, you go wide receiver late. Um, they they brought in a corner as a undrafted free agent, but you it, it it tells you everything, right? It tells tells you everything that 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 you need to know about how they feel about the personnel that 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 they have right now. And so, I I yeah. think that's uh-huh. and, and to your point. I mean, you go back to the beginning of the year, and 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 he looked incredible. Spoon Spoon looked incredible. Um, yeah, right b- b- before well. before his injury, like he looked like he was making that progression, you know, towards taking a a, a huge, a giant leap in his career. And, and then, you know, unfortunately, he wasn't able to pick it back up. Uh, once he once he once he came back from injury, they um, there was a fifth round pick. That they uh, the Niners acquired as well, and they ended up using that to uh, trade for Trent Williams. 
Remember we talked about this last season. Uh, yep. Would 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 the Niners be a landing spot for Trent Williams? And somehow some I didn't way, think so. Yeah, I <laughs> I didn't I, think I didn't think Washington would be that dumb. I I tell you what, I didn't see this coming at all. Like honestly, somebody texted me about it. Like I forgot all about Trent Williams in, in all honesty. Like I, I didn't see I didn't see this thing happening at all. Um but he comes in and looks like you can put him right there inside that left tackle spot. Um, that's uh, oh, been, dude. been vacated by I, by Joe Staley. And, well, go, go, <laughs> go ahead. I go just ahead. started laughing. I just started laughing. It was like how many, how many, how many people? So that's what I'm talking. You talk about this draft, and it, it was what a fifth rounder that you didn't. Wait, no, a fifth rounder and a third rounder. Like, come on. Come on, there will be no third rounder in next year's draft as good as Trent Williams. There damn sure wasn't a fifth rounder <laughs> in this draft as good as Trent Williams. As a matter of fact, as much as I like Joe Staley, as great a Niner Joe Staley is, Joe Staley is not as good as Trent Williams. Yeah, a, a fifth rounder this year and a third rounder next year. I mean, I, I that, just— That's highway I, I just, robbery. I'm I'm just that's crazy. That's crazy. Joe, Joe Staley starting next season will not be as good as Trent Williams will be starting next season. It's it's just I'm I'm sorry. That 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 right and, and and I and I and I love Joe. Joe Joe did everything. I you know, I tweeted out to him. I told him, "Hey, you know what? You did the colors proud, man. You 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 couldn't couldn't ask for more from this guy. He put it all out there. He played he played at a level. He knew the standard and he played at the standard. And he set the standard. He helped. He helped try to redefine the standard. So that's that's great. But you you pull that off for five, a fifth and a third. You get Trent Williams, who has not forgotten how to put. And everyone, well, he didn't play last. Well, he didn't play because he didn't want to. <laughs> he told them he wasn't going to play. <laughs> he told them, "Let me out." He was like, "Cut me, please. Let me go. I don't want to be here. I don't know why. I don't know what the reason is." Um, and there are some who will be like, okay, that's a problem. He could he could be a locker room problem because you're like, no. no well, it was it was there. weird the way that whole thing played out, right? And then you figure with Ron Rivera coming in, a brand new staff that maybe, you know, the dude, his, his, tune, the, yeah. his tune will change. But it it wasn't it was it was it, the no, organization it, that that thank he you. Was I was about to say with. it wasn't the coach. It wasn't the coach. It was the decision makers upstairs where where this guy was put in a situation to where harm could have come to him, and he took it personal as he should. And you lied to me about my health, about the things that are going on. I don't want to be here because you just let me know what my worth is to you. And I want to go. So they should have let him go. And they should have let him go sooner because they could have gotten a lot more out of it. Because it got to a point to where it got so ugly that people were like, there is no reason to give you more than a fifth. Yeah. <laughs> because if when, when all of this first went down, if, when he walked upstairs and told them that he wanted to go, they could have gotten – a king's ransom for Trent Williams. They could have easily, easily. They, they. I mean, you, you could have gotten, you could have gotten a one, maybe a couple of twos, at least a one and a three, uh, easily, easily, for Trent Williams. Uh, you're talking, you're talking about arguably the best left tackle in football. 
So there is, there is, I mean, I, there is no way they couldn't have gotten more. So there's, so to say that John Lynch, and this is the thing that I, I keep getting, and he, I even got it on Twitter. There was this one guy who was like, Eric, stop lying. He actually told me to shut up, which is rude. That's so I, I rude. rudeness. It's so rude. I'm like, who tells people to shut up? Uh-uh, I'm like, God, people, I didn't even realize people still did that. I didn't even yeah. think, like, shut up. Yeah, that's an expression that I thought stopped, like, in the, the late 80s. But anyway. Or or elementary you know, school. But, uh, yeah, something like that. Twitter muscles, but, man, I tell you. But, yeah, I'm saying, you know, he you know he flexed on me. Shut up, Eric. <laughs> if you're not going to tell the truth, they did, did get better. And I was like, what people don't understand, you have to understand you don't this right here is all on paper every no team got better for some reason everybody put tampa bay into the super bowl wait tampa's tampa, not making the super bowl tampa, tampa bay got better on paper because oh. you upgraded your quarterback okay so i get it you went from you went from Jameis to tom brady so now well they are the best team in the world. They got better on paper. Everyone can get better on paper. And see, and this is the thing. And see, it's such a tremendous jump for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why? Because you were a bad team, and now you're thinking you have this quarterback. So the belief is that the quarterback play is so much better that you got better. So I can see it. I can visualize it. Well, the Niners... They didn't get better, and I see all these reporters. Well, all they really did was replace guys. All they really did is possibly replace production. So you draft B.A., and that's really just replacing um, Emmanuel Man, Sanders. Sanders. Yeah. You draft you draft Kinlaw, and you're really just replacing Defoe. You didn't really get better. Um, you're just replacing production. You're absolutely right. You're damn right. That's how you sustain the level of play you have to replace the production can you you're not the Niners didn't lose the Super Bowl and I said it a thousand times leading up to this draft I've said it a thousand times after the draft the Niners didn't lose the Super Bowl because they were missing a player they lost the Super Bowl because the players the high-end players that they had didn't make enough plays when it mattered they are good enough I said this before when they were like what do the Niners need the Niners don't need anything. They don't need anything. They've already addressed all of their needs, and they have a good locker room. So now, how do you sustain it? That's John Lynch's job. That's what we've been talking about, him GM and his ass off. How do I sustain it? I'm losing my starting left tackle, the best lineman on my team. A fifth and a third to replace that and keep this party rolling? Boom, I'll do it. Okay, I lost Emmanuel Sanders. Let me talk to my coach. Who do you think can come in and give us some of that production? I, I got a guy that I think can play every position. I've identified a guy that I think can come across the board. Boom, let's grab him. Okay, Defoe. Okay, Whew, we know what Defoe has done. We love this guy. We're talking about, I mean, he's walking around with the C on his chest. We know what, it, what he's doing. So how do we do this? All right. So we, and I know it's going to cost us 20 something. We can't do that. We can't do that, but I got to get that production back. So I see this dude out here who he's raw, but he is moving human beings around this Kenlaw kid. He is just throwing grown men all over the place. I like that. And you know what, with that money that I didn't give the default, how about we bring um, Jimmy Ward back? And you know what? 
since I'm gonna keep some of that money in my pocket, I'll be able to take care of Kittle next year. Yeah. See, this is what people don't look at. This is what you have to do to sustain it. So this is the thing. So when you're like, the Niners didn't get better, you know what? The Niners didn't need to get better. They're already good. What they needed to do is maintain this level of talent. And they have, and they put themselves in a position to continue the ride for a while with some of the moves that they made, as unpopular as they may have been when they started happening. So you you, you got to look at the big picture. And when you start, that's what I'm saying, don't start listening to these talking heads and, 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 and just look at what's happening today. This game is not about that. It's, it's harder. It's much harder to sustain a championship level team than it is to create one. That's why you see so many teams jump up there for one year and then they're back to the bottom. Yeah, I mean that it, it become the sustained success is was difficult about this whole thing. Um, it's I mean, the hardest thing. It's, yeah. it's much harder to sustain success in the locker room than it is to, because because like I said, good teams are going to lose good players. You're going to lose the defaults. How? But but what can you do? Who? Which ones do you keep? Which ones can you afford to keep? Which ones are easier to replace? And, and you and I talked about it. It's easier to replace a big mean dude in the middle. It is. You can find them. Just like that's how I feel about corners and wide receivers. And look what we just did. You found someone that the coach loves. You can find these guys. It's, it's, there are some things that you've you got to identify your quarterback, and you got to get that. There are some things that you can't do. And even like with a Kittle, it's hard to find a really good tight end. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, look look around the league, right? I mean, how, how yes. many really good tight ends really are Really good. Think about it. Yes. I mean, all the time they always talk about this next guy. I mean, Vance, um, um, what was his name? Um, what, what The Niners guy. Wasn't it Vance? Vance um, McDonald? Yes. He was supposed to be the next one. It's, it's hard to find one. And you will get a guy that will make a play here and there. But but you don't get the you don't get the Kelseys and the Kittles, you know it, it's hard. I mean Jimmy Graham was supposed to be Antonio Gates, and Jimmy Graham had a couple of good years. He ain't Gates. Yeah, Austin Hooper just cashed in in free agency. Uh, yes. But, I yeah. Mean, Ho- I, I don't. I, I mean he he he's a good one, but I don't really remember he, people talking about him until this offseason. He, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. He's not Kelsey. He's not Kittle. At least not, uh, not in the yeah. At least not in the light that that they're talking about him now. Uh, yes. Um, it, it, it very very interesting, but I think um, uh, to be able to get a guy like Trent Williams with a fifth round pick, dude, that's just stupid. Um, I laughed. I I laughed so hard when I saw it. When I heard that, I didn't even think it was real. I just started laughing. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I mean, I'm you, laughing right now when I think about it. Yeah, Trent Williams plays for the Niners. <laughs> So I was, I was, I was crazy. T- texting with a buddy of mine, uh, Adam Maya, who, who's a writer, and and he he was saying, man, like they 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 were they they were kind of fortunate to come out on top, but they certainly played their cards very very well. Uh, did John Lynch uh, and the Niners, and to be able to get that sort of a talent to come to the Bay on the heels of you know advancing to a Super Bowl and then losing you know your cornerstone left tackle yes. I mean that that is yes. that is huge um speaking of Joe we're going to get into some Joe Staley discussion 
uh, in just a little bit. We'll step aside right now. Now a word from our sponsors. Angie's List is now Angie, and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. All right, E.D., so Joe Staley, part of that that great draft class, 2007, it was Staley, it was Patrick Willis, mm-hmm. Deshaun Golson, Terrell Brown, a part of that class as well. Um, and Staley. That was a good class. Yeah, that was it was. A good class. I like those guys. Those, and, those, those guys brought the colors back to where they, they are always supposed to be. They didn't know that. Uh, of course, at the time, they didn't. They didn't really know what they what they were stepping into or how they were going to be a part of the change, be a part of you know turning the tide and and setting things right, getting the franchise back uh, on course, so to speak. Um, and and but Staley retires, of course, after you know a, a tremendous career in which he spent uh, you know his entire career with the Niners. Announced uh, his retirement uh, on Saturday. Uh, the last day of the draft, you were around. No, that 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 was that was sort of your error, Ed. You were around those guys uh, a lot. Um, g- give us a little inside peek in, in, into Joe Staley and 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 who he was and and how um, how he really put on for for the colors, as you call it. Um, well, you, you, the guy just performed, and 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 this is a story. Um, Brandon Tyranny. Brandon, because I was the team's announcer, um, you know, through through some of those years when the things got going when Harbaugh came. So I was there. So I'm in the locker room and I'm on the plane and I'm in the hotel and, you know, team meals and everything with the guys. So you, you get to see them in different lights and and just how they are um, and 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 um, and just how the guys kind of take care of one another and the clicks and everything that are involved in it. Uh, but Brandon Tyranny, I saw this and he put a little bit of it out on Twitter. So we were we were doing, you know, how when you're doing radio, we had to we had to show up in the Bay. We were at 95.7 game. We were doing doing our show, PM Drive. And and um, we go to the playoffs to start at Sharks. So, you know, man, and the, hey, I, I tell everybody hockey. Come on, come awesome. on, man. Uh, it's playoff awesome. hockey. Playoff play hockey. hockey. Yeah, there's, there's nothing and like especially, it. Dude, especially in the tank. Playoff hockey in the tank? Come on, man. That's why I still hate the Kings. But that's another story. We'll get into that. I got, so we'll get into that later. I was actually later cele- celebrating those titles, but it's okay. Yeah, you were. You you were. And you know what? And I hate you, too. I hate you for that. But And that's real. That's that's real. That's real hatred. I see that. I, I, one thing I do think they don't teach enough of is hatred in sports. Hatred is in they the rest, don't. It's, it's kind of the rest away. of the world, in the rest of the world, in the rest of life, that's a bad thing. But in sports, no, sports. I'm supposed to hate your colors. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it when I went on the road and you hated me and I hated you. You hated my colors and all. That's how it's supposed how to be. It should be. Little, little Johnny should not get a participation award. Little Johnny needs to lo- know that he's not good enough. And guess what? My boy just kicked his butt. <laughs> so that's, how, that's how, and the little Johnny needs to get better. If he wants to win, get better. That's, that's a, how I feel about that's it. That's a real but, thing. But, but, so we were at the tank, and we were doing a remote uh, before the hockey game. And, uh, and you know, a lot of those Niners, they're big hockey fans. And before the, so the game, game started, 
we're out. We're doing our remote. We we just finished. We just finished up because the game is about to start. And Alex Smith and Joe Staley walked by. Now, Brandon Tyranny had just come down from New York, and he's a Jets fan, and he's like a straight New Yorker. And he is just you. Alex Smith is a bum. He's on the radio every day. He's a bum, and he's not this, and he's not that, and they'll never win with him, and they can't do this, and they can't do that. Joe is his protector. Yeah. Joe obviously took this personally. And when Joe walked up and saw Brandon Tyranny, because this is stuff he's saying in the Bay on the airways every single day, this is all he's talking about how this guy is, you know, he, Alex is a bum. Alex is this, this right here tells me how, how Joe was. So if you want to know how Joe was as a player on that team, he was ready to kick Brandon Tyranny's ass. <laughs> and he he looked, he walked around the corner. When they saw us, he looked at me and he looked at Brandon. And he looked at Brandon. You you know how a rot like when you see a rotty, just like if if I don't know if you have pets, but if if you ever if anyone who's listening have pets and you're walking your pets and you see on the other side of the street this rotty. And all of a sudden, he just kind of just stiffens up. And this Rottweiler is is um, looking over at you. You know he's looking at your pets like, I don't care what type of dog it is. He's looking at it like it's a snack. Yeah. That's the way Joe looked at Brandon Tyranny. <laughs> and I know that at that mo- I knew at that very moment, I need to go over and soften things and start talking to uh, Staley. I had to run interference, start talking to Staley, make him laugh get his mind off of it. And then, you know, uh, Terry started trying to talk to, try, he started trying to talk to Alex and soften <laughs> things and everything. And I just kept Joe occupied until we just walked away and we moved on. And afterwards, um, you, you, you know, you know the scene where you know you're effed up now, right? <laughs> you know you just effed up. <laughs> I basically told Brandon, I said, I said, you know, I just saved your life, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he was, and he was like, thank you very much because he sensed it as well. So that's what I'm saying. That was Joe Staley. The colors matter. His teammates matter. Uh, he, he was there for them. He was going to give his all. He was going to show up with his work hat and his lunch pail, and he was going to put in a full day's work every single time, no matter what, unless his body failed him. Because I always say, you got to play hurt. You can't play injured. That's the thing. A football player has to play hurt. If you're injured, you're injured. If your body fails, it fails, and it's going to happen in this game. If Joe's body didn't fail, he didn't complain about the hurt. He came out like that Roddy ready to protect his clan all the time. That's what I saw in Joe Staley. And that's why his boys love it. That's why, that's why the, that's why he played that way for the fans. That's why you see the love coming from the Frank Gores and everyone else around this dude. He played the game the way it was supposed to be played. And the guys that were there in the trenches with him, they respect it and they love him for it. 
Yeah, thir- 13 seasons as a Niner. Uh, this past season he played just seven games, just the third time in his career. Uh, he's, play- he's played less than 10 games. Um, but for his career, he-, he played an entire season. I mean, he's a- an Ironman of sorts. From-, from 2011 to 2015, he did not miss a game. Um, and that was just, was that five, six, seven, eight, eight seasons he played all 16 games. Um so he 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 was certainly a, a guy wow, that that's a long stretch. I'm yeah. trying to see how long a stretch that I have with not missing a game. Yeah, he he was that's a long stretch. He yeah he was he was in there. Um, and six time All Pro, six time uh, Pro Bowler. Uh, he certainly he certainly did his thing. I, and, and on the way out, uh, he left a parting gift of sorts uh, in Trent Williams and. Um, thank you i i i I will i know we've been we've been uh uh, uh, giving you know a lot of heap and praise on john lynch but i'm gonna give joe staley an assist on this one okay um, because i think i know where you're going keep going the timing of this right he could have easily announced his retirement you know months ago right weeks ago uh but the timing of it right uh Mm -hmm. right after the acquisition of Trent Williams from the Redskins. Because remember, Twitter was going crazy. Oh, wow, we're going to have Joe Staley and Trent Williams. Oh, just, no one's going to get past this line. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and, and people were just going wild and crazy. And then a couple hours later, uh, Staley comes out with the official announcement of his retirement. Uh, re- remember, um, we, we talked about it on this pod last week that we thought he was going to come back. And uh, sure enough, uh, you know, he's not, obviously, yeah. but... Well, can, uh, I tell, can I tell you something that happened during the week? Someone asked me something about the time being off and because of the pandemic and guys not being around. And this was a question that someone asked me when I was doing an interview um, with, with the group down in, in um, New Orleans uh, for the Saints. Uh, but they asked me about it, and they said with the, with the time being off, and what's happening with Joe, uh, they said, just think about it from your aspect. They said, if you know that you have more time right now, I said, would it, would it make you more likely to want to come back or to walk away? Hmm. And, and I, and asked, and that, and I said, you know what? And, and I was like, that's a tough one because you, you get yourself in a situation now where you're starting to think about it because you're not doing, you're going to spend more time not doing football. You're, 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 it's more time, not just training and, and you don't know the, the thing about football. It's almost like a preview to what that next you know, well, part of your life is going to be right. Yes. Yes. And, and football players are very cyclical, cyclical creatures. We know that, okay, this, this is our season. This is our downtime. This is our training time. This is our preseason. You, you know what I'm saying? And it goes in cycles and it goes that way forever. That's how it was for me from the time I was in the third, fourth grade until I was 34 years old. And then when that stopped, when I decided to stop, it was like, oh, this is so weird. Because I'm telling you, my first two, three years out, I was training the same way I was training when I was playing. Wow. Because that's just, that's what I'd always done. I mean, I was still backpedaling and running sprints and lifting weights and, you know, and, and do, doing all, all the crazy stuff that I did. Uh, because that's what I knew. Because I, I was just, you know, it, you were just trained to do it that way. Uh, so... I said that I was just like, you know what, you're starting, like you said, this is a precursor on retirement, and you start to do this, and 
and like, wait a minute, this might not be that bad. I'm hanging around my family. Guess what? Especially if you like your family. Yeah. I, I used to mess with guys about that all the time. Like we'd be over there. I'm like, dude, I just got here because guys be like, let's play chess. I remember Mike Mentor used to do that all the time. Man, let's play some chess. I'm like, Mike, it's not my fault you don't like your family. <laughs> and, he, and, and he laughed like I was like, dude. I was like, dude, I have been here. I was like, it's, I, I got here at six thirty this morning. It is five thirty. I am going home. I was like, I don't need to stay around here and play chess with you. I was like, I want to go home. He's like, oh man, we can play one game. They're like you, you, you just want to get. They just you, you don't run your house. I was like, like I said, don't get mad at me because you don't like your family. You don't want to go home. So that's what I'm saying. So Staley likes his family. You want to be there. You 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 start hanging around them. It makes it tough, man. When when what did I tell you before? Remember me saying this? I don't know if you call this an ism or not, but remember I said when you start talking about retirement, yeah, a part of you has already retired because ball players think that yeah, they are I, I quoted you on Twitter. Someone someone mentioned that, or someone talked about. Uh, they were talking about. Uh, Staley and 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 yeah. that was my answer to them just the other night. We were, we we were tweeting and and I I I quoted you as saying that you know if someone I, starts man, thinking I, about it then that I, means they I, they there. I well I told you to see the thing about it as a ball player you think you are invincible like nothing you you are Teflon coated nothing is going to bother you you are going to get there it all slides off it bounces off there's nothing that can happen um, I'm invincible. And you don't think about you don't think about the next thing. There are all there are so many people like like what's next? It's like you get caught up into what you're doing. It 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 I mean, you are enthralled in playing the game. That is your next thing. That's all you're thinking about. The next play, the next day, the next seat just getting better. That's all you're thinking about. When you start talking about what's next and thinking about what's next. That focus is starting to leave, and when that focus starts to leave, it's hard to play football when you're not all in, man. It's hard because what did I just say about Joe? He showed up. He was there to protect. He played hurt. If his body didn't fail, he was there. I am going to – I can compartmentalize the pain. I can compartmentalize the anger. I don't even have to like you to play for you. I get I, all the disagreement that has nothing. We're going to put that on the shelf because I'm going to go out here and do this. Guess what happens when you start thinking about retiring? Man, I ain't doing this for that dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This coach right here, man, this coach is getting on my nerves. Yeah. It's like, you know what? My back hurts. Like, I ain't got time for this. Not today. Not the way my back yeah, feels. Yeah, I mean, it's almost I like, you, like you check out, right? Like people, like people. Working their regular jobs, like you know what I mean. Like you check out sometimes. If if you check out, then you know that effort, that enthusiasm, it's not going to be as great as it was, you know, previously. Yeah, um, because you start you start to think about real life things because you're just a human. You actually are a human being, and yeah. you stop you stop viewing yourself as a superhero. You start you stop thinking like one, and you start to see the next thing, and it's hard. It's hard. So, um. I, now, one thing you just talked about, how he did that, I personally, this is just my belief, hadn't had a conversation with anyone. I will, but I haven't yet. I think that they knew. I I, I think that um, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan already knew uh, that Joe Staley was retired, that he was going to retire. Okay. 
Uh, just because the announcement came out that day doesn't mean that they, um, they, they, that's when they just had the discussion. I have a feeling that that discussion was had and that that is part of, that's part of that GMing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the comment, the comment that, um, well, as far as we know, um, Joe's coming back. I didn't say he's not retiring. I didn't say he told us he's retiring. I didn't say anything other than as far as we know, you know, we're going to, you know, he's coming back. I didn't say he was coming back to play. He may be coming back to the front office. He may be coming back to coach. But all I know, he's coming back. See, I think that was some GMing right there. I don't think they went into this draft. uh, I don't think they went into this draft blind to the fact that they needed a starting left tackle. That's all I'm going to say on that. And again, um, I'm tipping my glass to John Lynch for GMing his ass off for not letting anyone know that they are great job of not letting that information get out of the building because you don't have Trent Williams. If that's the case, the Redskins, uh, Oh God, I, I, that's the first time I've said that in so long. And I'm that slipped out. I don't like saying that Washington um, Washington would not have allowed him to get away for a fifth and a third, knowing that you know you don't have a left tackle. What do you think on that? I I think he uh I I think he certainly bamboozled Washington, and 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 obviously Joe Staley had a part in it, and he left the Niners some great parting gifts after an illustrious career. And I think he, I think everybody was all in on it. I think he, I think that was his last great act uh, as a Niner um, with, with Joe Staley did and, and kind of putting it off. because we, we were just talking about it. And, and, and John Lynch had that that availability right before the draft. And he talked about defaults the first time he had talked since the default trade. And he was getting ready for the draft. And, you know, I don't want to tip my hand this, that and the other. As far as we know, you know, Joe Staley. Yeah, we talked to Joe. He's down in San Diego. He's working out. He's getting ready. We're, you know, and, um, you know, less than a week later, here comes the retirement. Two hours after the trade uh, has has been announced, so uh-huh. um, so yeah, I I definitely think uh, the the Niners may have gotten over on uh, on Washington. Um, that brings us uh, to real thing or no? Um, okay, here we go. This is the new game. This bro. is the new game. This is the new game. We, we may may do this from time to time. Uh, okay. And and this is sticking with kind of what we were just told. This first question is at least I got about five questions and. Uh, either I'll ask you, and you'll say either you'll say. Now whether, wait a minute, wait a minute. So now let me get the rules of this, because people, this is what he does to me. Like you say, <laughs> I, you, you guys are a part of our production meeting. Is this actually like a real thing? Like it's happening? Facts? I could look it up. So you're saying? So when you say it's a real thing, it's a real thing. I may not have heard of it, but it's a real thing. Well, no, could, this, it's I, it's it's your it's your opinion. So I'll, I'll make a I'll make a statement. And you'll okay, tell so, and you'll tell me whether it's a real thing or no, or whether it's a real thing or not a real thing. Okay, in my in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, in your opinion. Okay, so so it's really not a real thing. It's just my opinion. Yeah, but it's okay, a, but it's a real right. thing as far oh, as this show I know goes. I can, I can win this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no points to be earned in this one. No points. Okay. No points. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So we we were just talking about the the Joe Staley thing and and Got how it. how we thought um you know John Lynch may have gotten over. Uh, on Washington, uh, John Lynch may have to pay 
for this when it comes to his dealings with other teams around the league for maybe getting by on Washington? Is this a real thing or no? No. No. Why not? John John Lynch, um, because because most other teams think know that there are some bad um, front offices out there and make they make bad decisions, and um, that's not you don't get upset if, if anything you're gonna give him an attaboy when you see him, and like man, I wish I could have pulled that off and got <laughs> Trent Williams for that. Like, dude, how did you do that? It's like getting it's like getting DeAndre Hopkins for a seventh round pick or whatever you got him for. It's like you look you look at you don't go and say, Man, y'all fleece them. You go you go to Arizona looking at their front office like boy, <laughs> what's up with that? That's 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 what happens. If you re- remember the the people in these positions, un- understand this about pro sports, especially football, maybe more so than any other sport. The the people in charge are alphas. They are alphas. If you are a GM, if you are a president, if you are a head coach, if you are a player, you're dealing with alphas. So you have so that's the thing about it. If you if they all the guys are like, you got him, they're not looking at you like you did something back door. Look, it's out there in front of everybody. You made an offer, they accepted it. How the hell did you get him to do that? They're gonna look at him like that's a that's a win. That's a win. And all of them gonna be like, now you never would have got that on me. <laughs> <laughs> but but damn good on you for doing it to him. That's how they're gonna look at it. So no, 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 no. That's uh, not a bad thing. Um Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's a I would say it's not a real thing. I I think John Lynch, like you said, he 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 will get maybe applauded by some of the other front office folks around the league. Also, I I get this feeling that you know there's a lot of people around the league that maybe not don't care too much for that Washington franchise and the way the way they do things. That's just my that's just my thought. I don't I don't have any facts behind that or anything or to support. I think it, but. no, that that's true. That's a lot of people that think it, there are a lot of people who think it's a bad organization. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people that sort of feel that way about um, the ownership and everything there. There are a lot of people that feel that way about it. So that's that's not new information. Um, I I had forgot about this, but uh, right after the trade happened, one of my buddies texted me about this and it, and it kind of jogged my memory. Um, so real thing or not, Trent Williams and Richard Sherman will have to hug it out. Start a training camp. Oh, oh, well <laughs> – that's a real thing. That's a real that's, thing. <laughs> that's a real thing. They will they will hug it out. They will have to hug it out. What, remember I told you hate's a good thing in sports. I'm not supposed to like you. I play against you. D- d- guys, understand this. Everyone listening to this pod, I didn't like the guys on my offense, on my own offense. Because I competed against them every single day. You know what happens if my offensive players have good days on my team? If they're having good days, you know what that means? I'm having a bad day. You know what happens to me if I have too many bad days? Look, I get looking cut. for work. Yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to let them have bad days. I'm not trying to be their friend. I'm not I'm not that's it. So are, are you my boys? Are we hanging out trying to win? Do I want to see you ball out on Sunday? Yes. Am I trying to get you fired on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? 
Yes. That's <laughs> that's how it is. So now let's take that to another team, other colors. I don't like you. I don't know you. I Well, I do know you because there's not that many of us, and we hang out. Some of us, we even hang out in the offseason and train and stuff like that. But when we're playing, you're a nameless, you're a nameless, faceless object. You're a number. Yeah. Period. And that's all I'm trying to do. And so that's a real thing. They're going to have to hug it out because that was real. That was real emotion. That was real emotion. So those, real emotion. those of you that don't know, um, about, I want to say 2013 playoffs, it was Seattle against Washington, Seahawks win. And Richard Sherman, you know, he was he, he's uh he's he's never shy for words, right? So he he had some things to say after the game, kind of got in Tr- Trent Williams' face, and then Williams put hands on him. Um, and so they <laughs> they uh, he, put, he put a hand on yeah. him, a big one too. Smack. And, what did the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what it's and, and so I mean, yeah, they they uh, Rich Sherm, um, you know, he he tweeted, you know, saying, you know, I'm gonna need a rematch, yada yada yada. Uh, you know, after the trade went down, just kind of joking with him. But uh-huh. uh, I, this is a real thing. Like they're they'll like it, it, it. They're gonna have to, you know, they'll they'll hug it out. I don't I don't think they this will. is going. They're not this this isn't it's not a real thing in the sense that, you know, some people are worried like, Oh my gosh, like this these guys oh, better get no. along. Like, no, not in that sense, but I mean they'll 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 hug it out and, and, and everything will be fine and, and they're yes. they're all gonna go they're they're all they're all here for one goal and, and that's to take six. So um, And now also understand this. These guys have been around one another because you're you're talking about two perennial pro bowlers. Yeah. So so it's not like they haven't spent time around one another. It's not like they haven't been in the same locker room. They've been on the same sideline. They're both so think about it. They've been on the same Pro Bowl teams and and all of these things. So they've been together. They've done all of this. But but that's I, I say that to say, you know, you know, somewhat jokingly though, but yeah, they're gonna they're gonna hug it out because now that's it. It's no different than Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman coming to the to the Forty ers Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you you re- remember, guys? You guys listening? Remember how, how much you crazy, all hated him? How, how, how crazy <laughs> you guys were telling me I was when I was like Sherm. Come, remember? Remember when Sherm? The day Sherm was released, I was like, come. I was texting him. I was tweeting him. I was like, put on. Number 25 for the Niners. I was like, put it on. I want it's time for somebody to put on that number and bring me a championship. That's that's what I was saying. And everybody was like, y'all, he did, uh-uh, it's it, and Sherman, and he's this, and he's he's a butthole, and he's this. like, shut up, shut up, shut yeah. up. I'm going back to the 80s like the guy got on me. <laughs> shut up. So uh, that's a part of it. So, yes, that's so you keep going with your game, man. I'm talking to you. Right, keep going. The real thing or not, Trent Williams is going to have to knock the rust off. Um. Oh, well, yeah, real thing, real thing. But, but, um. Um, so will every other football player. Nobody's playing. It's it's right now. It's the off season, and everyone is out training. Trent's training. That's it. So th- it would be different if the season was going on, and he jumped out there, a la Joe Staley, Clowney. Remember? Yeah, I mean that was That's his first game happens. back. Yeah, that was That's a real thing. That's what happens. You, you see what I'm saying? But right now, look, nobody's playing football. Everyone's training. So will he have to knock this, the rust off just like every other veteran? 
but he's going to come back. It, no, he doesn't have to make up for football games past. It's just getting ready for the next season. So that's it, it's a push. It's a push. He doesn't he doesn't have to catch up because he's going to start the same time everyone else does. Yeah, I think I, this is definitely a real thing. I think this is something that well, at least I haven't heard as much. So wait a minute. I said I, wait a minute. Hold on. You said is it a real thing that he's going to have to knock off the rust? Yeah. I said real thing. Um, I, no. It's not a real thing. It's, <laughs> it's not, not a real it, thing. It, it's, it's not a real thing. No, he okay. won't have to knock off the rust because he's in the same position all the other players are in right now. Well, I, I think so, it, I think it's a real thing. Um, okay. I, I haven't really heard too many people talk about this as much. Um, I know you said you've been hearing it. Uh, he, he missed an entire year, and, and so that's – that's a little alarming, but it wasn't by injury. It was it was more so by choice. Like he he pretty much told him, "I'm not playing for you uh, anymore." Um, and I so, yeah, yeah, basically, right. And That's so, what said. I hate you. <laughs> and, and so, but I, I, but he he's he's been working out and, and, and things of that nature, but. Um, to that I mean, that's a lot of time to miss. I mean, I will he be able to reacclimate? Absolutely, but um, like if if the season starts in the first couple of games. You know, he he doesn't look like Trent Williams. Um, I, I I would caution faithful, like don't be alarmed. I thoroughly think he's going to look like Trent Williams uh, when the season starts. As I as I really? said, okay. Uh, as I as I said, it's not like he's um he, he right now he will start playing football the same time every other football player um starts playing football. Because last season has nothing to do with it. He's going to come back out, and, and it's, a, it's a training thing. I, I'm going to say this. This is coming from someone. I lost my entire second year. Lost my entire second year to injury. I got, I got hurt with a minute and something left um, in the second game of the season. On a, in a game, we were winning by three scores. Um, and they, told, they literally told they didn't think I was going to play again. Uh, so wow. that so that so that all I was doing was just rehabbing and that whole just I was trying to get my arm to work again. I, that that was it. I'm I'm in medical books. The the surgery and everything that they did on me. What what I had a posterior dislocation. Normally, when you dislocate a shoulder, it pops out of the front. Mine popped out of the back, and when it popped out of the back, it tore everything, and and everything that it didn't tear. Namely, my deltoid was left together. They had to complete. See, this was old days. This wasn't when you go in with a scope. This was like cut a guy open. So I got a zipper running all the way from the, my back all the way to the down to my armpit where they had to where they had to cut me open and peel that down. Uh, when I did it, I thought I had broken my arm um, I thought, because I had a big knot. When, when the trainer came out, Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay came out and I was like, Lindsay, he was like, what's wrong? E? And I said, Lindsay, I said, I broke my damn arm. And he reached under my shoulder pads, and he was like, yeah, you broke your arm. Because I had this big lump, and it looked like my arm had, you know, like like, like it was the bone had popped out. Oh. Um, and what we found out later, uh, when I saw, the, I saw the, the, um, the film of the surgery, so they went in, and they started doing stuff, and they were talking about it. And the doctors were all talking, uh, Dr. Fenton and Dr. You know, Dilly and Ham. Dilly was, he was in there talking and they were in there, they were uh, cutting open. They, you know, just, just doing their medical talk. We're doing, putting an incision here and we're doing this and then we're coming up and we're looking at this. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, hell, damn, damn, what is this? And I saw the picture because they had a camera in there um, inside of me. And so imagine a drumstick 
um, like the chicken, like a drumstick, and someone has eaten all the meat off of it. Yeah. So where you should see muscle tissue, it was just like my bone of my arm just up and all, and there was just nothing there. It had all been blown off. So I have like, I got all kind of metal and everything. And you watch, you watch the video of that? So they had, yeah. So they, they had to, so they had to put, so I, I got like five anchors. So they had to, they had to cut off. I got like a half inch of my, um, that, that came in another surgery, but at, at the end of it, I ended up with like a, they drill these anchors into the bone. Um, Wait, can, so can you they, walk through a metal detector? Like, so serious they could, question. Um, I have set them off before. Yeah, nope. I have set them off. I've had, I've literally had to show people my um, scar. I've had, I've had to do that, and I've, I've had to take off my shirt and show them my scar before. So you want to be a pro football player? Folks. Um, but, but you know, so I did that. So, 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 but yeah, so I ended up having. So they would, they had to drill the metal into it and and tie it, uh, you know, to to reattach the muscle because there was nowhere for the where the muscle should be attached to the bone. All of that had been blown off. So, uh, so long story short, <laughs> or long story shorter, um, so I spent that off season training. Uh, I mean, I mean, just trying to rehab, get my arm back and just get just deal with that pain and learn how to use my arm again. So the next year, I and remember I was starting. I was the starting left corner when I got hurt in that game, too. In my second year, I got hurt when I came back. My name, I literally saw it with my own eyes. My name was not even on the depth chart. Mm. I literally saw it. It was you, you know how you have like you've got the depth charts and and. I don't know if you've ever walked into like one of the GM offices, but you, you, they have like everybody, like all the positions of every team yeah. and different co- color coded where the contracts are and everything. So you have every position like that. My name and, and you know, on, on, a, on these boards, you've seen like where, where they'll keep the eraser or something. You have that tray. Mm-hmm. My name was sitting on that tray. On the tray. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't, they didn't think I was going to be back. So, with that being said, it was I was trying to get myself ready. The season moved on. Merton Hanks was playing. Merton Hanks had, had they they he jumped in. I was hurt. Mert started playing corner and everything. I tell Merton I, I mess with Mert all the time. I saved his career. Uh, I told Mert if I had never come back, you would you would have had a very short career because you could not play corner. <laughs> I, I mess with him all the time about that. Like you 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 should be grateful that I dealt with that pain and rehab. Uh, because you never ever would have been doing those those dances. <laughs> but, That's but, funny. But I came back. So we are talking about Trent Richardson. I mean Trent Williams, Trent not Williams. me. Yeah. We're talking about Trent Williams, not me. I came back. So I'm just trying to say first hand experience. I did all of that and he wasn't even injured. I was rehabbing. I was doing all of that coming back. The hard part was getting my body up to pace because my brain was accustomed to me moving a certain way and breathing a certain way from an endurance standpoint and all of these things. So you're trying to do it and your brain is telling you to take a step or do something and your body just won't respond. So I had to get that off season and get myself going and and prepare to, to just get back to where I felt normal. Once I put myself through all of that and pushed myself like like this isn't right. This isn't what I'm supposed to be. And this is weird. I pushed myself through all of that. When I hit training camp, I was me again. Wow. Because I pushed myself and I did all of that. And then I when I got back out there, I was like, okay, this is how it's supposed to be. Because I trained myself 
to like these are the things I am supposed to be doing. And that's what I'm saying. A coach is not going to push you. A coach is not going to make you do those things. So I had to do all of that. And when I got back out there, the expectations was that I couldn't do all of this stuff. And it was like, okay, soon put me back on the field. And as soon as you put me back on the field, wait a minute, he's doing what we thought he was doing, what he was doing before. And as a matter of fact, he may be doing some things better because that time off had given me a different perspective on the game. I completely viewed one. I, it was a, a horrible thing that I had to deal with, but it made me so much mentally tougher. Yeah, you see it from a different lens. To, to see to see how the game moves on and understand that it's a business, to see things that at the time, you know, I'm the young guy from the small school that has gotten himself in the starting lineup and I'm moving forward. And guess what? The the you know, the Reeboks and the Nikes and the Eastons at that time, all these guys that were trying to get into the league, they're coming here and giving me stuff. And, you know, it's, it's monogram with my number on it and and all these things. And we want to sign you. And I literally saw these guys, those reps. I, I saw the Eastern reps and the Nike reps. I saw them grab things out of my locker and give them to other guys that were playing. No. <laughs> I, I saw it with my own eyes. That is terrible. No, oh no, no. That's, no, 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 no. That's professional sports. It taught me. It taught me that the game, what did I tell you? You can love the game all you want. The game has no feels. Mm. The game doesn't love you back. So that's the thing about you can love football as much as you want. Football doesn't care. Football only cares about what I told you. You know that this is one of my isms. It cares about commitment, consistency, results. That's, that's Football could care less if you love it. it it's, it's never going to love you back. It has no feelings for you. Cold-blooded. And and that's and I learned it. I saw it firsthand. They thought I was gone. They didn't even care. They didn't. What am I going to do? They don't. You you can't rep me on the field on Sunday. You are useless to me if you're not on the field. That's how it was. I learned that. That's how the game was. Because guess what? Nobody was nobody was kicking him out. Nobody was telling him to stay out of my locker. None of the coaches. None of the security, <laughs> none of the GMs and, and yeah. administrators upstairs. I was useless. So back to Trent. Trent has gone. He's done all that stuff. So that's why I'm saying I don't think it's not even he wasn't. He's not even injured. Trent didn't play. Trent is going to come back. And now it's just training for the season. He He's training like everybody else is right now. So when he hits training camp, Day one of Niners camp is going to be day one of Niners camp for everybody. everybody. He's he's going to do the same training that everybody else is doing. So Trent Williams, I'm, that's the last thing I'm worried about. So I hope I didn't mess up your game with that story. No, but no, you started it. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we we and, we, we, and lo- just so we, you know, we love stories. Just, just so you know, my shoulder hurts to this day. The, the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. It sounds like it. I can tell you right now, the, 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 the absolute worst pain I ever felt in my life was not the actual injury. It was not the actual injury. The worst pain I've ever felt in my life is 
when I woke up from surgery, when I first woke up, because literally this is so, so I also guys understand this is the life of an, of, uh, of a pro athlete. I woke up from surgery, not on my own. I woke up with the, um, physical therapist moving my arm. Because as soon as I got out of surgery, they started moving the arm, moving it around and doing different things. And I opened my eyes. So imagine being in nine hours of surgery with people putting your body back together that has been torn all apart. Sounds and they have drilled. They have drilled. You have screws and bones and they have grabbed muscles and sewn things in them and pulled them to reattach them into the bone because there's nowhere for the, the muscles of all fried and there's no no more attachment. Like I said, it looked like someone had eaten the meat off a drumstick. So they had to they had to um, recreate the attachment points on on my arms. My arm won't no, won't remotely lift um, as high. My left arm doesn't go up as high as my right arm. Um, but you and they were they started move they were moving my arm that's the when i felt that's the worst pain i've ever felt to this day that's why other injuries and i tell people all the time pain is relative hurt is relative so it did help me because if i pulled a muscle if i twisted an ankle if i broke a finger or dislocated a finger or something like that when i broke my hand i broke my hand i had a compound fracture on my hand i missed one plate my bone popped out of my hand. I missed one play and I was mad. We were playing the Cowboys. I, I dropped an interception when I went back out on the field because I couldn't close my hand toward um, um, a Troy Aikman threw a ball and I broke on it. And when I broke in front of Mike, it hit my left hand, but my hand was broken. So I couldn't clean. So couldn't I couldn't close, close my hand. Um, but, and I can say all this because that pain, the broken hand didn't feel close to the pain I felt. <laughs> when I woke up with them moving my arm yeah. from that surgery. So that's, and that's how all of this stuff works. So, so the same way, and I'm going to take this back to Trent, the same way you have those thoughts with the pain and you can compartmentalize and you can compare Trent is going to do all of these things and he's going to compare his conditioning and his quickness and his movement and his technique to where it is when he's normally training. That's all he's doing right now. And he's going to be like, okay, I'm not ready or I am ready. And then he's going to get himself and he's a pro. He's a, he's a pro bowler. He's an all pro. He's going to get himself ready to go and play the game the way he's always played it. And the only thing that's going to prevent him from ever doing that is his body failing him, which happens to all athletes at some point. If his body hadn't failed, he's going to be the same Trent Williams. Father Tom, as they say, is undefeated. Uh, And he's got the familiarity with with, with Shanahan, too, also. They were in Washington together. Yep, yep. Um, So so he's going to understand his verbiage. He's going to understand the language that he's speaking. Yeah, all of that. Uh, la- last two. Um, okay, the wide. I, 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 I won't throw a story in this. <laughs> the wide receiver room is complete. Is that a real mm-hmm. thing or no? Um, the wide receiver room. Yes, yes. I we saw that Heard is um working again. You have heard that you drafted. You're going to give him a shot. You just resigned um Bourne. 
You have Debo, who you know you're going to give more opportunities to. You just drafted B.A. Um, um, I don't see and, – and you got you got big boy for Tennessee. I don't see anything else coming into that DB room um, right now. Definitely not a veteran presence. I don't see that because you're looking at – now we got to start talking about money and other guys. Where are you going to put that money? Because money is going to go – uh, you, you're looking at, look at the defensive back side of things. You got a lot of guys on one-year deals. If they start to perform, I've been there. If these guys start to perform, it's just like me. I, I was I, I was like, okay, you don't want to give me a deal. I'll play on a one-year deal. You don't want to give me a good deal. That's fine. And and this was my next to last contract. Um, this was like after my third year. So like, fine. You don't want to do it. I, okay, that's cool. I'll, I'll play one-year deal. You you know how I am about one-year deals. I don't have a problem with it. Well, October, you, we get to October, and, I, and I'm player of the month. So I've had a good September. I'm player of the month in October. Guess what happens? We got where we want to give you a deal. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk. So that's the same thing. That the same thing is going to happen in those rooms. So that's why I don't think you're going to bring other guys in because you have a kittle that you know that you're going to be looking to sign. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you, have, you have three or four DBs on one-year deals. They uh, any any of those guys show anything, you're gonna say let's get this done now, as opposed to you hitting the market. But that's what's that's what's gonna happen. So I, I, yeah, I think that room right now is at a point to where you you have to see you have two guys what in their second years, one guy a rookie you just drafted, and and you got Born who who is developing. And you are starting to believe in him, but all young guys, you, you're not. I don't. I don't see you bringing any more into that room. What yeah, do you think? yeah. I I think you I, want that vet, don't you? Yeah. So I I I I don't. I think. Well, the the the. I guess the statement was the state. The statement was uh, the wide receiver room is complete. Um, I I think it's not a real thing, just for the simple fact that. I, I still feel like you need that vet. And the the guys that you mentioned could be uber talented, but they're all still uber young. And I saw the Sanders effect, yep. and I'm not sure that Travis Benjamin is or can be that guy. Uh, and so it, it, it probably wow, I forgot. won't. Did I, tell you, I forgot about Benjamin. Yeah. I forgot about him. Benjamin is the vet. Watch and see. He's the vet. Yeah, but, and I don't know that it will thing. happen – like I don't, I don't know that it necessarily happened before the season starts or before they get into training camp. As you said, you talk about the salary cap and there's not much flexibility there. But I think at some point, um, at some point, they 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 may have to make a move. Who knows? Uh, hopefully, I'm wrong. And, and these these kids just just impress and and herds healthy and Debo, you know, just continues his ascension and and Ba shows, you know, what what Shanahan thought he could do all the time, uh, all along, but. Um, yeah, man, I, I still, I, I, I still want that vet. Um, last, <laughs> last, okay. last one, uh, the secondary is, they didn't address the secondary in the draft at all. Didn't touch it. Uh, the secondary, nope. the secondary is still a concern. Is that a real thing or no? Um, the secondary was never a concern. That's not a real thing. No. Okay. No. It, it was okay. And I can stop there. The secondary has never been a concern to me it's not a concern could you add something always always 
but is the secondary a concern? No, it's it's not a weak link in in on the team. Yeah, I I I, I came up with that because I've been getting hit up by a lot of people and I've been seeing it on 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 Twitter, social media as well. Um, people just seem to be concerned. Like people wanted a corner. I can't believe they didn't get a corner. Uh, you know, people seem to think that they need something else. Uh, in the secondary and. And we talked about it on this pod. Like I went into it, that was probably the least of my concerns. Of you know, when when you talked about the position groups, like uh, in, in which they may need, I, I thought you know the wide receiver was more of a need. I thought the D line was more of a need. I thought the O line was more of a need than than that secondary room. Um, and so I think that's not a real thing. I agree with you. Just for a simple, and, and you just mentioned it a, a little while ago. Um, you got a bunch of dudes that are coming up, right? Like yeah. on, on one-year deals, and I I love guys on one-year deals because they're highly motivated. Um, which is why I kind of wanted them to put Armstead on on. Uh, I wanted them to franchise him because I felt like you saw the projection you got from him last year on a, on on the last year of his deal, um, and, and and you might be able to to replicate that in some sense. So I, I think oh, I oh, think speaking of speaking of one-year deals, they didn't sign. They didn't um um. Um, uh, what is the fifth year option on on uh, Solly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a one year deal. Yeah, basically, basically, yeah. yeah that's, that's basically what it is. And so, and he mm-hmm. and he showed he showed some steps last season, but you know, can he repeat that? Right. Um, and so I think with the guys in the secondary, I think. I think there, like, there are some question marks. People believe that there are some question marks in that unit, um, but I think they're going to be a highly motivated group. I really believe that. Um, like, I, I it's don't. It's a talented group too. And, I, and a talented group. Think, yeah. I think that. See, that's what I want. There is more talent in that room than people are getting credit for. And then this is also another thing. And you know, I, you and I have had these discussions, and we talk. I, we have a whole nother pod before and after. When we're just talking about stuff, but I've told you before, it's funny now. See, no one gets to develop now, and yeah, there yeah. are still skill sets that that a talented guy may still take time to learn the nuances of the game. Everyone doesn't come in and get it immediately. Everyone, it just simply doesn't always happen that way, and it doesn't mean that you don't have talent. But the fan bases have gotten so microwave that you want to see this guy perform the second he hits the field. Yeah. Like like Spoon is supposed to be a pro bowler the moment he hits the field. No, that's not the case. That's why that he way. was a third rounder that they believe could develop with the possibility of being that guy. They thought he could be a solid starter, and and if he outperforms and he does everything, he can do what you see – um, Fred Warner doing what you what you saw um, uh, Bo do at the linebacker position. That that's that's what I'm saying. When Nick Bosa is supposed to do Nick Bosa things, he was the second pick of the damn draft. Yeah, you're the second you're the second pick of the draft. You supposed to you know what? It, 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 I, I'm expecting Hall of Fame. It's a whole lot of pressure on you, but you know why that pressure's on you is because you've been balling your entire life, and you are physically there you are mentally there your performance says you're there that's why you're the second pick of the draft you are supposed to come in some guys have to develop i didn't learn how to play football until my third year i got hurt my maybe i would have learned in my second year i told you my second game i got hurt i didn't make it all the way through my second game of my second year but 
I learned so much. So mentally, when I hit the field, and and that's what I always say, I, I, I feel like that my second year was my third year because that's really when I started playing, and I saw the game so much differently. Um, and so I'm saying this about Spoon. This guy got out there, and then the game was so much faster after he was injured. I have a feeling he's going to hit the field, and when he hits the field again, the way things went down for him, it's going to make him a better player. E-Man got out there. Oh, he's got a taste now. You think he wants to give that away? Yeah. Guess what? I, the, that, the, yeah, that, 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 that battle, like that, yeah. that is going to be one of the, the best it, battles only, in, in all of camp. Yeah, um, and the thing about it, guess what? They're not battling against one of one another. They're not bat battling each other. They're battling with themselves. It's about consistency. That's, that's the thing. This is about can you can you raise the level of play and your consistency? Both of them will be doing that. And guess what happens if they both do that? The Niners secondary you just win. got you just got so much better. So win, yeah. you got so much better because I'm telling you, the perfect scenario is for both of those guys to get so good that you can move Sherman off the corner. Yeah. I think the ceiling for <laughs> the ceiling for this group is is much higher than than people are giving it, them credit oh, for. Oh, yes it is. And so much higher. Yeah, and 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 there's so much potential there. I think we saw I think we saw it last year. Um and I know there you know there are a couple plays here given up here and there. Um you know some every of those secondary yeah, every every secondary plays. gives up those plays. I know people, every secondary gives up plays. It's going to happen. Um you know people people will you might not believe this but if you go back and you look at the 1994 secondary that I was in, we were pretty good. Everybody in that secondary gave up a play that year. We all gave up a play. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's, Every, it's it's everybody football. gives up. It's football. It's football. Even Dion, I remember messing with him on the sideline. Like you do realize, Flipper just got you. <laughs> 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 And, and remember, it was it was still early mid '90s, so he did tell me to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But it, I mean, it, I was it, like, it dude, happens. what was that? I was like, what was that, man? Like, what just happened there? What was that? He, he was like, shut up, man. <laughs> and you know what? We laughed about it. I think the next series, one of us got an interception, and we moved on from there. Yeah. But that's it happens. These guys let them develop. They, I, I'm okay. I. And this is the thing that I wanted to know. How do you feel about those players? Like I said before, we don't talk to them. We're not around them. I'm not around the team. I'm not the announcer. I wish because I would know more about these players. Um, but obviously they feel good about them. And, and, and I haven't said this before on anything else, any of our other pods. And I wanted to wait until after the draft because I – it's a very relevant point to me and I think it'll be relevant to, to our listeners is remember you brought in a new DB coach mm. and the new DB coach, a highly respected DB coach in this league didn't see need after watching this because trust me, he's going to come in. He's going to watch tape on everyone. He already knows these guys. He's already scouted these guys coming out and all of this stuff. Now he's going to watch the tape and understand these guys in, these, in the scheme and what it is they're doing. And he didn't see a need to address the room. New eyes. 
veteran eyes. That's huge. That's huge. So just think about that. Think about that. And, and, and I don't think there's one person that really knows football and coaches that looked at the hiring of the new DB coach and said, okay, that was a bad move. Every, everyone's like, okay, I get it. Solid. Solid. He, he has a reputation of bringing guys up and having good groups and coaching guys well and developing guys, and he didn't see the need to add to that room. Yeah. So – that right there said a lot should, to me. That should tell, yeah, that, that that should tell you a lot. Um, yeah, I I before the draft, I, I wasn't highly concerned about it, and after the draft, considering they didn't even make a move there, like I'm, I I thought that they would draft a corner at some point, but am I shocked that they didn't? Absolutely not. Um, well, they brought one in. They brought one in. They bought one in in free, in free agency. Yeah, and, they, and and that's what I said. I you you're always and that's where E-Man, that's where E Man came from. Yes, and that's what I, I told you. You don't you don't have to put a lot of that high end equity into corners because you if you find a guy with the skill set to perform and and do the things that you need to do uh, it, it's it's a mindset i mean it, it's a certain mindset that you have to have to play the corner you got to be somewhat crazy you know me well enough now yeah you got to be somewhat crazy to play that position and like that challenge and have that gunfighter's mentality. And there's just a certain there's a certain physical skill set that you have to have, but you can find that in in guys, and you don't have to put a lot into it. And that's why I said, unless a guy is some big time freak, and we talked about that, I was like, there's no guy in this draft that I'm looking at, and I'm just like. Okay, well, he's just off the charts freakish. And even at the wide receiver, Ruggs, why did I lean towards Ruggs? I was like, it's the 4 2. That four was the two. only thing. Yeah. There, there was, there was, I was like, there, there's seven, eight, nine guys that will be solid starters in the league, but there's nobody that I have to have. Yeah. There because were, there's just too many of them. There were nine, nine undrafted free agents. Um, two of them in the secondary. It was a corner, Demarcus Acey from Missouri. And then also a safety, safety uh, from yeah. Al- from Alabama, uh, Jared Maiden um, was who they signed as an undrafted free agent. So two two players in that secondary. And so I mean you never know. I mean these guys can come in and, and they can push. You got E man uh, as an undrafted free agent, and, and that seemed to work out pretty well. Who knows what what AC can bring to the table? And even even uh, even. Even uh, Maiden coming from Alabama, playing for Nick Saban, um, you know, obviously he he knows the game. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just just a matter of you know being able to go out there and execute it. But he was second in the in the SEC in interceptions uh, last season, so um, he's a guy that's got some ball skills as well. So so we will see. Um, yeah, I I we salute Joe Staley. Obviously, uh, he had a, a tremendous career in the colors, and and even. Uh, a major assist on the way out, um, and uh, <laughs> it, it was. Yeah, I, I thought I thought that was huge, and I, and I thought the draft. I mean, I, I think they pretty much nailed it. I, I, we'll we'll get into more draft, um, you know, a, a, as we a, as we continue with this thing. Uh, we'll, Do, we'll, now we're gonna have to get into more draft. The draft is over. Now the team is here, so now it's it's time yeah we, we got to talk about some of these guys a little bit more you know we, we, i mean we all right yeah we, we i guess we, we you know these, these guys you know, these, these are these are new guys you know we gotta 
We gotta discuss them a little bit more. So we'll we'll probably do that. Okay. If SEC, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell you guys, I'm t- I, I will reluctantly talk about these guys because now they're on the team, and now we get to watch them play. Yeah. We don't have to discuss. So now I'm waiting to see them play. I don't have to discuss what they did in college because it's irrelevant. I don't have to discuss what they can potentially do because we actually get to watch them play. And that's what I'm waiting for right now. So I'm saying this to you, but I'm really talking to our listeners and I'm just letting you guys know, I will be doing this um, (laughs) under protest. Whenever I talk about these (laughs) guys, it will be under protest. Um, It will be with a reluctancy. I don't really want to do it because we get to talk about real football now. So I don't need to talk about a guy's draft status or what. Right now, guess what? They are in my colors. They're in my colors. So now is really, this is what it is. Are you a player or are you camp legs? That's all. That's what it is right now. Because because believe me, you do need guys to keep the lines long. When you're going, when you're going through two-a-days, you can't do every rep. You need you need the lines to be longer, and some guys are truly camp legs. They they have no chance of making a team. Um, there's no room in the end. It's just it, it's how it was when I was there. There there were there were times in training camp where George Seifert would walk in. He he would literally walk in to the meeting room, um, and just and he'd say, "Ed, Merton, T Mac, leave." Don't go to a meeting again until I tell you. Nice. Seriously. So, because because our spots were pretty secure yeah. at that time. I mean, we had been playing together for three, four years, and it was like, and, and, you know, and, and I, I, I remember it because that, cause a couple, well, I think it was like the second game of the season when, when Prime came, but that camp leading up into that season, yeah, he, he would walk in and be like, guys, go do something. Go. Go have a drink. Go get a beer. Some pizza. Go. Don't. He would literally like. I don't need you guys. And like, let these young guys figure out what they're doing. Um, let the coach talk to them. He doesn't need to be talking about you guys. Yeah. So. So th- th- this this might be the pre the, our pre production meeting that that takes us on a different course for next week's show. So you guys just stay tuned. You just you just <laughs> tune in and, and we'll we'll talk about something. We'll, we'll that, yeah, we'll talk that about is, something. That is but for, please don't make sure. it. But please let's not. It, it doesn't have to be the draft, man. Can we not talk about the draft? <laughs> let's talk. We can talk about this team. We can talk about other teams. We can talk about matchups. We can talk about schemes and what would work best, but I don't need to talk about who's not here because we know who is here. I don't need to talk about who's, like I said, that's it. The camp legs, who's making the team, starters, what's expected. <laughs> we can talk about that. It's it's here now. That, it, that's what I've been waiting for. Yeah, Guess I mean, what? Yeah. Niners, you know your team. You have your team now. Okay, I'm gonna stop because I know you're trying to end this. That, we do need that, to end it I mean, sooner or that, later. That is, I mean that that is that we. I mean we do know. I mean we know we know the team. Yeah, we know. So we that, we know we know who's wearing our colors yeah. now. It, now now the unfortunate thing is that they don't all get to keep them. That's very true. But but that's this right now. That doesn't every single guy every single guy that has the colors on right now has an opportunity to be legendary. They do, and and so, and, they, and who and, knows? This could be a legendary draft when when, that, when it's it. all said and done. 
Hey, you saw you saw you saw what I put out there. I I said today that I, day one of the draft, I said they are now about to draft someone that will be on the next championship team. That's hashtag. That's where we six. are right now. Yeah, you tweeted yeah, that. They, yeah, you did. They are they are here. They are here. So that's. Can we talk about that, man, and not the draft? <laughs> I think ED's pounding the table. Um, You're killing me, we're, Smalls. We're, <laughs> You're killing me. Are, <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. We're, we're formulating <laughs> topics for next week's show as we speak. Um, this has been the Believe in 49ers podcast presented by betonline.ag for the very, very good table banger and – uh, someone who, who who's very good at pleading his case, in addition to being a Super Bowl champion, Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Niners got their new players. The, the, the guys are in the colors now. As ED just said, faithful, you now know your roster. You now know your roster heading to the 2020 season. So that's a wrap for this one. We will see y'all next week uh, right here on the Believe Podcast Network. Peace. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.